it's all the same to you, love you ready a lot more. Sorry, son, though your heart may be true, you best get it stopped. We're all running through. Here's a sound to wash the wicked words back down your throat. I know my ship, my catch, and my man. I don't know what you think you seen. That was the Punch Brothers with The Woman and the Bell from their album Anti-Fogmatic. We're back. Hello and welcome to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast series. I'm your host, Kenna Brema. 
We have a really packed episode lined up for you today. Johanna's back with what I learned on Twitter this week. Eric Rosenbaum, one of our favorite collaborators, has a new segment for this episode called The Musical Immigrant, where he looks at the music of David Francie, a festival artist who also happens to be teaching at the Folk Boot Camp at Cantos. Check out our website for more information and to register. We'll also feature a conversation I had with uh, artistic director Carrie Clark on her memory of the trials, tribulations, and the payoff of bringing iconic and recently passed Gil Scott Heron to our festival back in 1999. It's a fascinating story of the length certain artistic directors will go to make things happen. In my opinion, if you're going to go hard for an artist, it might as well be one of the most important songwriters of our time. So let's get started. Johanna, hi. Hi, Kenna. So how is it going? What did you learn? Well, I'm. first of all, I just want to say I'm really glad we're back doing this segment because it's always so much fun to see what is going on in the Twitterverse, and I hope we're going to be hearing a lot more of these coming soon. I think we're all saying we're going to be getting these podcasts out to all of these eager listeners. Absolutely. So I want to just say welcome back. Yeah, thank you. So what have we learned this week? Well, we followed a couple people. I've started a list, which you can find off of our Twitter page at Calgary Folk Fest, that has all of the artists that I have found coming to the festival who are Twitterers. Cool. So we started with a few of those, and you can check out that whole list, like I said, on twitter.com slash Calgary Folk Fest. So let's start with some locals. At uh, Masters Matt, good old Matt Masters. Good old he's, Matt Masters. He's a tw- Twitter ex- Twitterer extraordinaire. And he's just recent, too. Like, yeah, I think he just joined Twitter a couple months ago. And he's really embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, okay, the law prevails. No fire tonight. I think this was back in the uh, May long weekend when oh, their outdoor fires yeah. were banned. And he says, what the heck am I supposed to do with that Christmas tree? <laughs> Which reminds me that I actually also have two <laughs> Christmas me trees too. in my backyard. Me too. Yep. <laughs> Waiting for the day when the neighbors aren't home so I can send that mother up in a puff of smoke yes please <laughs> yeah it is uh, dry and ready to yeah. go <laughs> another festival artist uh at prince bonnie this is bonnie prince billy so his twitter handle is prince bonnie he asks are men more beautiful than women <laughs> i will not answer that <laughs> we know the answer to it though but you know get start a conversation about yep, that absolutely. and I, I makes me wonder what he was wondering to be wondering about Yes, that. what happened there? Mm-hmm. This was one that I thought would be a hilarious thing to have happen. Can you imagine touring with Katie Lang and playing a little bit of Scrabble? And uh, the Katie's Twitter handle is shared by all of her and her bandmates at Katie underscore sis boom bang. Uh-huh. And uh, they announced that Joe, one of the members, had just played the word ingenue in the Scrabble no. game. And that just cracked me up. Imagine playing... Katie, Katie, you hang the Scrabble and you look at your tiles and you're like, I could play Ingenue, which if people don't know, was the name of one of her albums. Yeah. And a couple other other festival artists, uh, John Brooks, who is at John Brooks Music, J-O-N Brooks, says... And you will recognize these words. Snake farm sounds pretty nasty. Snake farm (laughs) pretty much is. Snake farm is a reptile house. Snake farm. Now, people might not know that this has become an office in joke. (laughs) And uh, John Brooks actually uh, linked to this to a Facebook page where he had actually just been at a a, a Ray Wiley Hubbard concert. 
and oh, I've funny. heard him perform that I think he was just at the Kerrville Folk Fest. Oh my goodness. And I know that Matt Masters also likes to play that song. Yep. And uh, hopefully that will be one of those ones that we hear every time we walk past a We'll stage. have to put them on a stage <laughs> together. And they can play that song together and everyone can get it out of their systems oh. and then maybe we don't have to hear it anymore. Yeah. It sort of became that running joke song during the Folk Fest We heard all year. the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And another uh, festival artist I'm really excited to uh, see will be the uh, Portland Cello Project. Absolutely. And their Twitter is PDX Cello Project. I'm assuming PDX is our version of YYC. Yeah. And uh, this one was sent out a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, born 70 years ago in Duluth, Mr. Bob Dylan. And in his honor, they sent a link from uh, one of their members, Nick Ogawa, doing Dylan cello style. Oh, and cool. I can, I'll post that link on our, uh, on our blog. And he's doing a beautiful cello version of Don't Think Twice. It's all right. Oh, nice. And Nick Ogawa, who can be followed at Nick Ogawa, which is O-G-A-W-A, um, and check out his YouTube channel. He does some amazing, amazing oh, cool. stuff. So those are our festival artists updates nice. for this, uh, this issue. Cool. And uh, we have a couple others to talk about. Uh, CJSW is starting a new uh, program called Spooning and Forking, yes. which is a, uh, a program about food. And I was happy to uh, be one of the um, interviewees that they're doing. We talked about the festival and our concessions because that's one of the things that I do here is choose the uh, the food booths and yeah. uh, feed all of you fine folk. So at Spooning Forking launches June 14th at 11 a.m. on CJSW 90.9 FM. So I think I'm going to be in that inaugural episode. Nice. So tune in and take a listen. And if I'm not on that one, I'll be on one coming up. We had a great conversation about the kind of food we pick and why we do and, you know, cool. the processes that go behind all of the reasons nice. and sustainability and local food oh, and cool. et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's funny. I know Nadine, the producer of that, <clears throat> of that show, contacted me to find out if there were any festival artists <clears throat> who had songs about food. And the only I, two I could find were about whiskey. And Amy Lebrack and said, uh, "How about booze?" And she said, "Take it, booze." So uh, I Much gave her, yeah, I gave her. A, I think it was a Felice Brothers track or Punch Brothers track. One of those guys, uh, whiskey in my whiskey. Mm. So um, she said, "It's you know, malted liquor is is close enough." So there we go. Can you freeze whiskey? Could I make whiskey ice cubes and Ooh. put them in my whiskey? That's a good idea. I don't know if if science could make that happen. <laughs> yeah. I'd be happy. Get on it, <laughs> science. So uh, with, you know, some of our other partners, I started looking through um, the other campus radio stations because I really love the tweets that CGSW does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've joined now and I'm following a couple. And uh, one is um, CKUW, which is the University of Winnipeg. Mm -hmm. And they are at CKUW. And they have a, um, a station or have a show rather on um, every Saturday in June. And I just love this idea. It's called Garage Land. Mm -hmm. And what they actually do is they encourage people to go out and garage sale oh yeah and then report back and phone in oh, live yeah, with yeah, their yeah. finds oh, and they have idea. contests to see who found the craziest stuff in yeah, garage yeah. sales around winnipeg and having been to winnipeg and this at old school yeah i can just imagine the yeah. kind of stuff that you can get on a oh, saturday morning right. garage sailing yeah so there's what's garage garage land has begun and tune into ckuw for the first episode of garage sale radio and get the yard sale deals so you know love that awesome. love that idea awesome and um, the last one that I have sort of ties into some new developments we've got on our website for people to check out. Okay. We have just added MP3 files of all of the festival wow. artists that are playing. Congrats, There's a little awesome. 
you can say listen to playlist which is a little link at the top of our site and it's a little pop-up player mm-hmm. and it just randomly goes through artists so that's a great thing to just have on at your desk while yeah. you're working yeah, yeah. and uh, one of our uh, local followers at thrifty cowgirl okay. holly herman she has been and this actually started before we got those mp3s up so now we've made her job a little easier <laughs> she had decided she was going to go through all of the artists alphabetically and listen to every single i one saw that post so one of her last ones are one of the ones that i caught her at day three artist number seven blue rodeo and she <laughs> says she's listening to hasn't hit me yet and it's so pretty and it makes her feel like Jim Cuddy is her friend. And her hashtag for that is CFMF68Artists. So you can follow her at Thrifty Cowgirl or search her hashtag and see what her responses are. But she is going through all of them. I think, yeah, she's in like, the B's or C's. And uh, nice. hopefully she'll get them all done by the time the festival hits. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great idea. Uh, I like that a lot. So that's very cool. Um, I kind of did a similar thing. Certainly not as involved. Um, trying to go through Rolling Stone's top 500 albums, and it was uh, mind numbing. Oh yeah. Uh, but 68 artists, I, 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 that's a great endeavor. Exactly. I, I, way to go, thrifty cowgirl. And especially now that we've made it so easy oh, for God, her yeah. and anybody Please. else can do that. So Please, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Calgaryfolkfest.com. Awesome. Check it out. Well, excellent. Well, Joel, uh, I've learned a lot via uh, t- you through Twitter. So thank you for preparing the segment, and uh, I'll have you back. Uh, you'll be back, I'm sure, with more more tidbits. I wait with bated breath. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Bye, Kenneth. Bye. Here's the Portland Cello Project now with the track Denmark from their album Thousand Words on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. Thank you. 
That was the Portland Cello Project with the track Denmark from their album Thousand Words on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. We are proud to present a new segment called The Musical Immigrant with Eric Rosenbaum. In this segment, Eric looks at the music of David Francie, who is not only playing the festival this year, but also teaching at our boot camp at Cantos. Check out calgaryfolkfest.com for info. Here's Eric, The Musical Immigrant, here on the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. My introduction to David Francie came through the Calgary Folk Festival. Well, sort of. I learned about Francie and his music in a review in the Folk Roots magazine, Penguin Eggs. It was one of those glowing reviews, and I remember thinking, nobody could be that good. Then I noticed the byline on the review. It was Les Seminuk, the general manager of the Calgary Folk Festival, and then I picked up the CD. The review was spot on, and the next week I arranged to have David Francie perform at the folk club I was booking in Windsor, Ontario. The Saturday night he played our folk club in Windsor, this song premiered on Hockey Night in Canada, and it remains the official song for CBC's Hockey Day in Canada. Here's David Francie, Skating Rink. And the music from the skating rink drifts across the town. And the stars are heaven high above, forever looking down And I'm standing, looking upward and I'm listening to the sound Of the village in the lonely heart of winter And the lights above the skating rink illuminate the scene And on the snow the shadows show, footsteps where we've been And Danny's breath hangs motionless and hovers like a dream Above his head in the lonely heart of winter The sky above the skating rink blackened with us Falls endless on the frozen world Upon the saving grace Of the lights around the skating rink Laughing in the face Of the darkness at the moment From the skating rink drifts across the town And the stars are heaven high above Forever looking down And I'm standing looking upward And I'm listening to the sound Of the village and the lonely heart of winter Title track from David Francie's 2003 recording, Skating Rink. 
David Francie is performing at the Calgary Folk Music Festival this summer. He's also part of the festival songwriting boot camp. David moved to Canada from his native Scotland when he was 12. He grew to love his adopted country during summer drives with his parents. He was a voracious reader as a boy. David is an extraordinary storyteller. His songs tell the stories of Canadian working people, of nature, and are reflections of Francie's life, relationships, and his views of the world. David didn't release his first recording until he was in his 40s, but it was definitely worth the wait. He's won three Junos since his first CD came out in 1999. His newest recording is called Late Edition, and apparently Les Seminuk likes this one too. In his review, Les says, Listening to Late Edition is like spending a perfect evening passing the time with a good old friend and a few glasses of fine single malt, discussing love, the latest news, and life in general. Here's David Francie from his newest recording. This is Pretty Jackals. And the pretty jackals smell the blood Revel in the fire and flood Drag us face down through the mud Tragedy I show Grin the words that might be true Grim the unrelenting view Balance gone and the world askew Staggered by the blows And he loved the poor and he healed the lame And they crucified them all the same Washed their hands of all the blame And got set to cast the stone A bright and sharp delivery A smile through all the misery News as black as black can be And short repeated shocks their hands of all the blame and got set to cast a stone The TV in the hotel room Blue light in the borrowed gloom Entertained and sconced in tune With a pretty face that talks And the pretty jackal smell the blood Revel in the fire and flood Drag us face down through the mud Tragedy I show Pretty Jackals. David is the perfect choice to be part of the Calgary Folk Music Festival's Folk Boot Camp. Check on the festival's website for details on how you can gain some insights into the songwriting craft from David Francie in July. Meanwhile, here's one more from David from his recording of songs written while he hitched a ride on a Great Lakes freighter. We were standing the last watch at the close of the day Three days on the water out from Thunder Bay Cross Superior, Huron and into St. Clair On a bright day in summer I found myself there 
Dead calm on the water, as blue as the sky, and we wave from the water as we slowly pass by. And we enter Lake Erie. It was late in the day. You could see the storm coming from a mile away. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning. That storm overtook us and it fell like the night. And the point in the island they passed out of sight. But we sailed on rock steady, set course through the storm, and the sky fell upon us and the wind drove us on. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning bright. We had all lights burning. And I thought to myself, it'd be just like this ship if I kept my lights burning on every trip. But the watch hour was ended on the turn of the night, and I wrote in that logbook, all lights burning bright. We had 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 all lights. Burning bright, we had all lights. Burning bright, we had all lights. Burning bright. That was David Francie. All lights burning bright. You can follow me on Twitter. Just type in at Music Bomb. That's music B A U M. You'll also find a link there to my music blog. I'm Eric Rosenbaum for the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. Thanks, Eric. Like you said, make sure to check him out on Twitter and his blog at www.musicalimmigrant.blogspot.com. Our last chat of the day comes by way of Carrie Clark. Continuing on with our theme of uh, chatting with people in the community as well as involved with CGSW and the Calgary Folk Music Festival, what are their favorite festival memories? We have now artistic director Carrie Clark, who uh, I would love to hear about uh, the story of uh, an artist that we had in past years who just recently passed away, Gil Scott Heron. So tell me about what is your memory of having Gil Scott Heron here at the festival? I'll try and stick mostly with having me at the festival, but it's hard to just isolate that because there was a lot of, of work that went into actually getting him at well, the festival. Well, even I would like, you know, mm-hmm. you can edit as much as you want yeah. or, or, or yeah. not edit, but, but it yeah. was quite an ordeal to get him to get him here to Calgary. Yeah, and interestingly enough, um, I just finished reading a New York Times article from, or a New Yorker article from 2010 about him, and it gave me even more insight into into what ha- what kind of went on. And yeah. the, one of the women that was mentioned in the article, that was his girlfriend at the 
the time was the very woman that I dealt with. Yeah. And I actually think now looking back on it, I probably wouldn't have been able to book him had she not been with him for those three years. Um, she actually, they, they broke up in the fall. Right. We had him in July. Um, I dealt a lot with her. He had, at that point, you know, we all know Gil had a pretty checkered past. He was yep. fairly troubled. He did, yep. you know, an amazing output when he was, tw- in, you know, in his early 20s, he put out nine albums. And yep. then he really didn't do a ton after that. And, oh, um, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he, you know, he toured and he would play, but he hadn't put out a lot of new albums and they sometimes would re-release things. Of course, his output was so great because his songs were so phenomenal. That oh, was, absolutely. You know, it was beyond a lot of people, but um, he had gone through a lot of different agents and managers and, and didn't have a lot of stability in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes was without passport. It was hard to get him to travel. So um, he, this this girl from Monique, who was from New Zealand originally, worked with him. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to him and I talked to her and you know we worked it out and he was originally going to come with a seven-piece band which reading this new yorker article i found out is fairly typical he would often say he was playing with a bigger band get the deposit and then show up with a smaller number of people but you know like other people and even more so given that his temperament and his lifestyle you know i think that he lost some band members along the way such as brian jackson who was a really key collaborator helped who co-wrote songs did the arrangements flute player okay um so I booked it with him. We talked about it. We talked about the size of the band, did all the kinds of things that we always do. And it was so funny because at one point I sent him the information about the festival, like our typical um, addendums to the contract. And he says, I got your book. (laughs) (laughs) So you write novels too. (laughs) (laughs) And so he didn't apply for a tax waiver. And so we, uh, you know, we're going to have to withhold. I bought him an, a non-refundable first class airfare. Oh my God. Which is risky because yep, the absolutely. non-refundable part. Yeah. Um, we were booking him in conjunction with the Vancouver Folk Fest. So I was talking to the, their artistic director, Doug Simpson and his assistant constantly yeah. and trying to work it out. And I would talk to Monique quite often, sometimes for hours and yeah. sometimes more of it was about, Sort of, I was being a counselor rather right, than yeah than an artistic director. Um, as she told me about some of the um, uh, machinations of Gil's life and right. dealing with Gil, um, but in the end, we got the contract back. I bought the flight. We were back and forth. I would let Vancouver know what was happening. He didn't end up showing up in Vancouver. Oh. And I had sent a deposit to um, him, and I think I knew Monique was hanging on to it. I don't know if I knew for sure, but he didn't. She didn't give it to him, which was fantastic. He yeah. never saw that deposit. Right. And so he came to the festival. I wasn't sure if he would get into the country because sometimes he had some problems. Yeah. And he ended up. And so I phoned. The, I thought, well, I'll go to the airport and I'll help him get in the country. But of course, he landed in Toronto. His girlfriend phoned me in the morning, and he was. I think at that time, I thought he was bringing one or two other people. But right. he. She told me he was on. He had missed one flight. That he was on the plane, and he was. He was by himself. Right. And this was, I think, on a Thursday or Friday morning or okay. something. And so I thought, well, I'll go to the airport. I'll help him get in. But, of course, as I said, he was going through Toronto. So he, um, I phoned the travel agent and that had booked it. And the travel agent said he's on the plane from Toronto. He's on his way to Calgary. Wow. So I thought, that's fantastic. Yeah. And he, I think I talked to him or I found out, maybe I found out a couple of days before that he was coming solo. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So I said, would you like a drummer? And he said, yes. So I phoned Peter Mahler mm-hmm. and said, would you like to play with Gus Scott Heron? And he said, um, no. Okay. <laughs> because he just, he was in awe. He loves yeah. Kill Scott Hand's yeah. music. And he, 
And so that was all fine. And then when Gil arrived, and I said, would you like a bassist? And he said, no. So Gil arrived, everything's fine. Um, I think Saturday was his first performance. He was on a session stage that included James Keelahan. Oh, cool. And I went to see how that was going and to hear him, because I've been a fan forever, yeah, yeah. since the 70s. And uh, David Woodhead, who's got David Woodhead's Confabulation and plays with a lot of different people, okay. fantastic bass player for Toronto, okay. was playing with, James and he went and started playing along with Gil as sometimes happens in the sessions and so and I could tell Gil was happy yeah and so after I said to Gil you know would you like him to play with you and he said yes oh nice so I arranged for him and David Woodhead and Peter Muller to get together with Gil and he arranged to meet them backstage in a trailer half an hour before the set to practice right and I didn't hear anything more about it and on stage the, the set was amazing yeah. it, it rained a little and he went into this rain song and there were maybe 200 people maybe more I hope there were more than 200 who knew who it was but there were a small number of very enthralled people yeah and it was a fantastic set and he played well he played another session it was all good um I found out from Peter later that they didn't practice for half an hour Gil told them stories oh amazing so basically one of them watched his left hand the other one watched his right hand wow and at the end of the set he said and that was brother Peter Mahler on drums <laughs> and brother David Woodhead on bass. And oh, you can tell man. he was happy. Yeah. And it was really fantastic. He was where he needed to be when he needed to be there. Mm-hmm. At one point, he was he was going to meet some friends, and I got kind of nervous yeah, because I wasn't sure about what those, those fr- who those friends, friends are yeah, yeah. are and what might happen. Um, it was funny because at the very end, he was about to, to board the van and one of our volunteers Pat Shabaga was being his direct minder his, like the his whole handler weekend. she like, was fantastic oh good she had gotten to know his gait and how he looked and <laughs> he's about to get in the van and she said to me where is he and I said well he's he's gone off to check his lottery ticket at 7-eleven she said oh well, I don't know and she wasn't comfortable with him going off by himself but then she was looking she was looking like two blocks down like I see him he's walking back good good he's walking back <laughs> and it, again in this New Yorker article it was hilarious because at one point he's talking to the reporter who spent a bunch of time at his house and he's digging through the drawer looking for this lottery ticket to check it. No way. So people have these patterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't spend a lot of time with him. I did lend him $20, which I'm not getting back, clearly. No, probably not And Pat got a free book. I didn't, but she did deserve it. She spent a lot of time with him. But I thought, at least for that $20 I lent him, I should have got a book. Yeah, no doubt. So That's very cool. It was memorable. It was phenomenal. And, you know, he's one of those artists where... I was so excited to have yeah. him. We've had amazing artists over the years, yeah. but when you look at the influence that Gil had on so, so, so many, many artists. artists. And, and just music in general. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, he's, his early stuff was very similar to The Last Poets. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he was definitely a, an original, but they were, he did come from that tradition of melding yeah. politics and rhythm and art. Yeah. Um, but his style was really special. And I mean, you just you listen to some, all of his songs from Waiting on the Moon to Revolution Will Not Be Televised to mm-hmm. The Bottle. And they're, they're songs that I think will always stand the test of time. And they'll be songs that I think are among the very finest yeah. that have ever been written. Yeah. And so to have had him here is amazing. And also knowing that it was quite regular that he would book and not show up yeah. or show up late. He actually came and here and that he And the fact that he wasn't in Vancouver the weekend before, it all just was really phenomenal. Yeah. And it was well worth the effort. Um, yeah. Terry Wickham was the producer at the time, and he could not figure out why he was going to all this effort. <laughs> and we couldn't even pay Gil until the envelope showed up with his... Um, 
with the deposit because that was all the money we had left to pay him. Right. And it came by FedEx and it came on the weekend mm-hmm. and I trusted Monique. I had spent hours, literally hours on the phone with her wow. and I trusted it was coming, but had mm-hmm. it not come, we wouldn't have had any money to pay him. Right. Um, and, and, uh, it would have been a hard discussion. And what, to year, have. what year was this? 1999. 1999. And I can only imagine like as a musician, someone like Peter Mahler, such a nice guy to be able to look back and go, I have played with Gil Scott Heron. David Woodhead, as soon as he got off stage, and there we didn't, there weren't as many cell phones. He went and used. I think we had one of a telephone on site or something. He phoned his girlfriend, and said, "Guess who I played with?" <laughs> no doubt. I mean, those people will be talking about it. James Keelahan yeah. wrote on my Facebook. It was one of his more memorable yeah. festival times. It really was special, and cool. um, I was pretty pretty choked when I heard he died. Yeah, but I know. A lot of people A lot of people were. But you know what? Not necessarily surprising, not, though, but yeah. having lived such a hard life, too. Is, he is, is he didn't... Yeah, he was... I mean, now I know he was only about 48 when he came, and he looked a lot older than yeah. that. He's always been lean and very mm-hmm. lean and fairly gaunt, but his hair was kind of yellowed, and he wasn't... He was he was great. He was quite lovely, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and he was great, but certainly he looked older than he was, yeah. and, and he didn't look after himself. Yeah, yeah. So... That was Gil Scott Heron, and yeah, I'll never forget it. And yeah. I think it's—I'm so proud that the festival had him play. Me too, me mm-hmm. too. To, to be able to say that the Calgary Folk Festival, these are the artists that we are proud of having presented, and we're like you say, we're proud of presenting all the artists that we bring to the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just those special cases that, especially once they've left this earth, we can go that yeah, they, no they shared a, a piece of, of time with us, and they shared yeah. the stage. Yeah, there's no other Gil Scott Heron. Yeah. And I think it also says something about what we're trying to do in terms of the kinds of songwriters, yeah. or the kind of gravitas we're trying to bring with yeah. the performers. Yeah. He's a, a really good example of that's what we're trying to do. Though that's the kind of songwriting that matters yeah. to us. Cool. Here's Gil Scott Heron himself with the original version of The Revolution Will Not Be Televised from the album Small Talk at 125th and Lennox. Thank you for listening to the Calgary Folk Music Festival podcast. I've been your host, Kenna Barima. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or would just like to say hi, email me at Kenna, that's K-E-N-N-A, at calgaryfolkfest.com. See you on the island. Good evening and welcome. My name is Gil Scott Heron. My accomplices are first from left to right, Eddie Knowles, a drummer for the Denny Zulu Dance Group, a drummer for the Simba Dancers, and a percussionist for a group called Black and Blues. The brother to my immediate left is Charlie Saunders of the Simba Dance Group and a former drummer for Loretta Porco. David Barnes, a singer for Black and Blues, will be heard later on in the evening. We'd like to do a poem for you called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, primarily because it won't be. be able to stay home brother you will not be able to plug in turn on and cop out you will not be able to lose yourself on skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised the revolution will not be televised the revolution will not be brought to you by xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions the revolution will not show you pictures of nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by john mitchell general abrams and mendel rivers to eat hog maws confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. 
The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner. The revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on reports from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on a rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he had been saving for just the right occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so goddamn relevant, and women will not care if Dick finally screwed Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm women liberationists and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, or Engelbert Humperdinck. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.